Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended, so warning for that too, you idiots. Hello, my name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our powers combine, we form... Experience Grind Podcast. The only podcast best... God damn it. No, you you still could have went with it. The only podcast blessed... Oh. ...by Zeus himself. Written down from Mount Olympus. Said best in all of the realms. You're just so focused on getting that Zeus reference out. I was, man. I really was. But what are these dumb riddles about? What are we talking about? Well, eventually we'll be talking about 2018's God of War. Okay. I've learned from Hereditary. Um, Don't drag shit out. Just fucking get done with it because we're all going to (laughs) die. Hashtag denialist. (laughs) Hashtag denialist. Man, it's a great reference, Ryan. Yeah, thank We're going to turn that around. This is going to, 20 minutes in, I'm going to start waning and not giving a shit again, and that's when the quality is going to drop. Okay. This, this is, Peak Ryan is the first 30 minutes of the show, and then he stops caring. Uh, um, so, I don't really have a question to tie in. Okay. To this, I mean, I could ask about, I think I've even asked about your favorite Greek god before, though. I feel like we probably talked about that, Yeah. I think so. Have we covered anything Greek related? Uh, let's talk about my big fat Greek wedding. Uh, my big fat Greek wedding too, and my life in ruins by Nia Vardalos. Fuck, I pulled that out. I did not think I was gonna get through that sentence. <laughs> I thought it was always the fat chick from Hocus Pocus. Is that the same person? Bette Midler and Nia Vardalos. Bette Midler's not the fat chick. Is that Nia Bartolos? Midler is from Hocus Pocus yeah, she as is. the fat chick, right? Is she also in My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Nah, that's Nia Bartolos. Who is the There's fat like chick? There's like a 30-year age difference, sir. Okay, yeah. But I didn't know why we were bringing up Bette Midler because... You brought Bette Midler. No, I brought up Nia Bartolos. I brought up Hocus Pocus because that's she's... Bette Midler is the fat chick in Hocus Pocus. No, Bette Midler is the main witch in Hocus Pocus. The fat witch... Oh, shit, it's Ricky Lake. Is, is that Ricky who Lake? that is? No. Yeah, I think that's Ricky Lake. It's not Ricky Lake. That's dog. 100% Ricky Lake. Thank God that I have the internet at my fucking fingertips here. If this, if it's Ricky Lake, uh, you have to declare Hereditary as a shit movie. Okay. All it's right. Kathy Najimy. God damn it! I was so close to getting my wants. <laughs> who is also is the Kathy voice Najimy. of Peg yeah. Hill from King of the Hill? Fuck you! You, sh- you should have been on this more than I. I but have. yeah, I didn't I know. know that. Yep. But I thought it was her from my big fat Greek wedding. Kathy and Jimmy and Nia Bardalos do look a little similar. They really do. Much better than Nia Bardalos and Bette Midler. Uh, I'm sorry. What's I, her name? Nia? Va- yeah. N- I think Nia. That's it. You're telling me that that looks exactly like Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> looks kind of. I mean, I think she looks uh, better. A lot better. Than... Yeah, a lot better. Yeah. Plus, you know, she's thick, dog. Mm-hmm. She, she is. more Italian than Greek. Oh, she might be. But but maybe, maybe I just don't know my Greeks. Who knows? Who knows? Why the fuck are we talking about so many Greeks, Ryan? Because you had a segue that you shot on in the opening. That's true. And then That's you're true. like, Greek but, gods. We talked about this. What? What are the <laughs> other reason we're talking about so many goddamn Greeks? Because we're talking about listener God of War. questions. Shit, God of War. Yes, God of War, the 2008 game that 
is a sequel, but it's not numbered. It's like mm-hmm. a soft reboot too. Mm-hmm. But all the history is there, which was tight. Yeah, agreed. And we'll get into it in a bit. But before we do, we do have some more listener questions from our Patreon supporters. If you'll indulge me. <laughs> um. So first one again is from our good friend and I think first time supporter, Micah Purdue. God damn it. Okay. This is much better than the last question he asked us, I think, because it's not fucking a riddle. What's the best way to do the hokey pokey? No, he he asked, would you rather shit mayonnaise Okay. or piss vodka? Oh, my God. A shit mayonnaise because it's not going to hurt or burn. I mean, think about it. It's going to be as consistent as not even diarrhea because diarrhea and shit's acid and like bad shit that burns. It's just going to be the consistency of diarrhea minus the burns. It's going to be white and easier to clean up. Uh, and uh, pissing vodka is going to hurt like hell every time you do it. And you piss more than you shit. So I'd rather have the weird thing happen the thing that happens less. Would. Boom. Science that question. Would you eat. Mythbusters, bust that shit. Your shit mayonnaise. Would I? I mean, does it taste like mayonnaise? It is from the way I interpret the question. It is literally mayonnaise coming no, out. No, because your I don't like mayonnaise to begin with, and okay. I would not. Some people might be more into mayonnaise that comes out of butts. I would be less. But that said, if it was like legit, like chocolate sauce coming out of a butt. Oh man, I don't know if I could do that one. But it was like just chocolate. Maybe. Because at least with mayonnaise, I could imagine that it was a cream pie. But it still tastes like mayonnaise. Yeah. It's salty and warm. That's fucking worse, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's like... What about Miracle Whip? (laughs) Would you eat Miracle Whip out of a butthole? No, I don't like Miracle Whip either. You're not a a fan of Miracle Whip or mayonnaise? Yeah, I don't like that white creamy shit. Goddamn, dude. I want to say you really did bridge the gap. Why? Because you're not a fan of mayonnaise, man. Is that a is that a thing? It's a white person thing. Have you ever seen Undercover Brother? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I think there was a Black Panther sketch on an SNL recently Probably. about Karen who makes pasta salad with mayonnaise. I bet that's good pasta salad. I'm not a fan. I like the ones that have like the Italian sh- vinaigrette shit. Like no creamy shit on my mayonnaise. I mean, on my pasta. No mayonnaise <laughs> on my pasta. Actually, also, if we're going there, fuck cold pasta. I'm not a fan of things that are supposed to be warm that are cold. I'm pretty much on the fuck cold pasta train, or fuck pasta in general. Oh, shit. I try to avoid a lot of bread. Uh, For dietary reasons. I'm not a carb guy. I'm trying to lose a lot of weight. Uh, But you like carbs, but you're staying away from it. I drink a shitload of beer. That's pretty carby. (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm trying to not do them. Okay. I'm trying to step up my, my hardcore alcoholism. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Maybe one day I'll get back to drinking chocolate milk, and then I won't do booze at all. I see. I look at... I don't care about working out, obviously. Like, I look at myself, and I'm like, cookie dough body. Mmm, cookie dough is great. Let's eat some cookie dough. You're naturally... I don't care. Thin, gentlemen. Nah, thin, I am. Got this I am like the... I am fat skinny, right? Like there is There is well, no muscle. There is big. no muscle here. I could be okay if I lost the the gut. I've got a bit of a gut. Nah. Not, eh, it's a detriment to me. I hate it. Everybody has a gut at this age. 
Mine's pretty bad because I got really bad into booze. Yeah. Man, it's, it's also probably way worse yeah. to me. I think so. Because I see it all the time. And unlike me, like, I look at myself and I'm like, fucking, at least I'm not like the little fat kid I was. You were always fucking string bean sure. growing up. So that's you probably are much more sensitive about yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Man, thanks for making me feel better. Yeah. You're not fat. I love this. You're thanks, not buddy. fat. Like, you and you I, that? we both got some dad bods going on because whatever, but we're at that age, but like, you're not fat. You hear it, God? I don't need you. I got Ryan telling me I'm fine the way I am. That's true. I God doesn't care about how you feel. He just cares that you worship and support him because he's an egotist. Yeah, right? He really is. Here's the thing. I think I could be a pretty good God. <laughs> oh, fuck God, you could. Yeah. I right? Oh, my God. Like, that's your profession. I like... Well, who's Where who's in charge I of Scientology? That? Fucking kick him out. That's you, man. Where could I check that? Because man, that's you just need a lot of money. Crush that and the power of persuasion, <laughs> and you got a religion going. You're God. So back to Micah's question. I think I'm the opposite. I'd rather piss vodka. Why? Well, number one, it already burns when I pee. <laughs> oh my god, do you? Do you need to go to the doctor? Have you needed to go to the doctor? <laughs> Probably for a what while. What is wrong with you? Probably for a while. But Cry maybe, for help. <laughs> I mean, I could market that shit. Distilled. Yeah, to the same people who go to see Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> Distilled from the mountains of Kyle's genitalia. That'd be some pretentious shit. Like, yeah. it, it, it's the... Why, it's like Coors Light, that? where they talk about made from the fucking ice cold of the Rocky Mountains. Sure. Dickwads, it's made in Dude, a fucking it's factory. It's more than that. It's yeah. it's the it's your shit bean coffee. Uh, the monkey mm. eats the coffee beans and then shit it out. Yeah, it's that. It's yeah. that. It's it's, it's it's a more weird Dude, art. Yes. Instead of triple distilled, it's kidney distilled. <laughs> right. Sure. It's yes. the smoothest vodka you'll ever have. I'm trying to think of cock and vodka puns, but it's not coming. The to only me. caveat is Cod-co. that it comes out of my out of my dick. Nah. Is that a benefit? Wait, what? Did you say... I didn't say detriment. Benefit. I said caveat. Yeah, well, I mean... No, that's a selling point. Like, if you're going to market it... It could lead to it, some. That's a selling point. There's a lot of dudes that wouldn't drink it. It's like, miss me with that gay shit. Yeah, but there's some dudes that would. Oh, there's a lot of dudes that would. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, give me that dip fucker. What if it came in a crystal dick? Oh, I like it. Just like Dan Aykroyd's crystal skull, exactly. but it's a crystal cock. Yeah. I mean that's bottle shaped already. It's I know. easy, yeah. And then you got the balls to add like a, a, a base where it can set. Oh, it's not gonna tip over. Yeah. It makes complete sense. This is actually I'm doing this. I'm learning to piss. Vodka. I mean, I feel like if Steve O hasn't already done this though, I <laughs> think it means it can't be done <laughs> at this point. We also we also have uh one more question before none of these fucking relate. Maybe I should have asked for relating questions to our episode. I feel like it would have been then like, would you take it in the butt from Kratos or would you take it in the butt from Kratos? So if a woodchuck could chuck wood, should I kill myself? Completely disconnected from that. Bing Carruth asks, would you rather stick a pineapple up your ass? I fucking knew it. Or a cactus? Easily, it's a fucking pineapple. Ten out of ten times. Well, what size is the cactus? Is it like a big cactus in the desert, or is it like a little in a uh, a little vase, little little planter cactus? That's what I mean. Let me, because obviously, if you're taking a big desert cactus in the butt, 
you're going to pick the smaller, easier thing. But Kyle, would you rather stick a pineapple on your butt or a cactus that's like a baby cactus? So just like one inch in diameter in the butt. The pineapple is going to stretch you in ways that you will not recover from. The cactus will go in. You'll just have some barbs. I mean, I don't do it. I don't know. This, this is a terrible question. I think it's better than what was the last question? I liked Micah's better. What was it? I can't remember. Shit mayonnaise or piss vodka. They're um, all dumb. <laughs> we need new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the now, would you stick the pineapple up your ass leaf first, or would you leave the leaves out so you could pull the pineapple out? Yeah, I would leave the leaves out. I would There's think so no too. reason to put them in. I'm yeah. like thinking of like any kind of advantage, there's no advantage. I would probably, man, I'm still going to say pineapple. I'll try to fit that thing up there rather than a cactus. I mean, I'll take a one-inch cactus. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, you take a pineapple, a pineapple's thick. You're not going to be shitting right ever again. It's going to be a blown-out butthole. I think a cactus will heal. That you can get those barbs out eventually. You can fucking even go to the doctor and fix it. Dude, from a pineapple, you're going to have like broken hip bones and shit. It's not going to be pleasant either way. I think one might kill you. <laughs> one will, yes. The question <laughs> is which one? Pineapple. <laughs> you think? I don't know. The pineapple just might make you a gigantic slut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, oh my God. Good Mr. Slave, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, So, fuck that. That was a dumb question. Do you have a favorite Greek god? They're the most common of all, like, mythology and mythological beings. And they're pretty, even to this day, like, yeah, everybody knows yeah. some or more Greek gods. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I mean, it's hard not to be tainted when it comes to the gods because of like popular culture yes, and where you've absolutely. seen them before and all this. I always thought, who is the guy that's holding up the world? That is Atlas. I always thought that was a cool idea. Who's uh, and I do like. I mean, Hades is so pretty here's the fascinating. Thing, like, Hades generally is stylized to be more than what he was. He was never like mm -hmm. how he's commonly portrayed as like a dark being yeah. or in, in Greek culture, like death wasn't seen as a bad thing per se. Yeah. It was just the next step. I, so, so, I want to yeah. say Hercules in New York with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> portrayed Hades in the best way, which was like a Dom DeLuise type. Who was just like really into fucking and like sensual shit. That's cool. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's what Hades would have been. He would have been you vilified. Have seen Hercules in New York. It was part of a film festival where you had to pay if you left. Ah. In college. Yeah. They had like four horrible films in a row. And then if you left at any point before the end, then you had to pay the ticket price. I've also seen Hercules in New York. I thought it was fine. It's, I, it's funny. It's weird because Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't do the voice. They totally overdubbed his voice. Yeah, they do. In a really pathetic way. Yeah. It's like 1971. It's 
great. I think that is Arnold Schwarzenegger's big screen debut. Yeah. Best bear costume fight ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, most authentic looking. Uh, fuck you, Revenant. Like, yeah. Hercules in New York did it first and way better. This is hilarious. We have never talked about this before right now. But I both love of Hercules us have seen York. Hercules in New York yeah. and are strangely fans of it. Yeah. I like it too. It's fun. For its terribleness. It's a <laughs> I'll watch it over flick. pumping iron any day. I'll watch it over a lot of things. I would watch Hercules in New York. It's one of those great, terrible movies. Yeah. It's transcends. Troll 2. It's Troll yes. 2 levels. It's it's great because it's so earnest in its failure. It, it, it's they really, really trying. Tried. They really yeah. tried. But they have no budget or no knowledge of how to make this thing work. And it's it's great. It's great. Okay. So, all right. Those kind of my two gods then. What what about you? Where where do you lean? So, in? surprisingly, I go towards the sexy ones. Like Aphrodite. It's and... Aphrodite and Persephone. Those are really my yeah. two faves. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. I imagine that they were pretty smoking. And probably maybe some nice abutes. Also, think. here's one that will tie in. I also really like Freya. And the idea of Freya. Yeah, this is where I wanted to divorce myself from <clears throat> some of the popular culture. Yeah. Because after playing God of War, I really like Freya's story too. Mm-hmm. I did not know it went kind of that way. And I think this is an interesting interpretation. But divorcing from that outside of that game, I don't really know too much about Freya. Okay. Or what I've heard does not really intrigue me. Sure. But I've always been really into the mythological gods. I don't know, man. I guess maybe uh, I've always had like this weird thing with religion. Like, hmm. I knew it was kind of not my thing. And to me, it's probably not real and a lot of bullshit. So sure. I was always interested in like the more fantastical ones that had oh, crazy yeah. shit going on. Like, it's good sci fi. Zeus is <laughs> fucking everybody and making all kinds yeah. of kids. Yeah. And. Uh, you know he's, he's a got... fucking villain. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but uh, his his origins are a fucking good guy story. Like his he fucking dad. Way, yeah. Well, his dad was Kronos, who was the king of the fucking Titans, and he had a prophecy that you know his kids were gonna get eaten, or no, that his kids were gonna usurp him. So mm-hmm. he fucking ate his kids. There you go. Except for Zeus, who escaped, and Zeus became the Greek god. Uh, but this is where, so let's get into God of War, I guess, because fuck it, we're, we are talking about Greek gods. This was a cool fucking concept from the start, and I know that I was super on board, and it took you, you were very much not into this from the moment it was announced, from what I remember. Yeah. Because God of War was going in a new direction. It was fast forwarding into the Norse mythology nope that is not that is not why i i don't think that was why yeah. but this is what i remember i love that idea yes i would have okay. loved that but with the god of war gameplay we had before so this is because where you and i, I feel like the the that beat-em-up style like that fast action game like devil may cry like we just got that announcement at e3 but before this like those games are kind of disappearing it's a platinum platinum's the only person putting out those games now and you're going to take what is essentially, I think, one of the best types of those games, which are like God of War 1, 2, and 3. I think are all fantastic, amazing, perfect games for that genre. And then you're going to do what is essentially the Ubisoft formula. Because everything I was seeing in the trailers were very different, slower type of action. 
something more akin to like Horizon Zero Dawn and until I I didn't know it till I played it, but like Dark Souls even. Um so I more lamented the fact like I'm losing essentially this is the same IP, but it's not the same game anymore. And I'm lamenting the loss of that game. If it was I get it. the same gameplay but with Norse, I would have been on with this from day one. I would have been like 10 out of 10 give me your i'll give you all my money like i support this but i was more hesitant because it just felt like oh they're putting open world stuff in this shit and i don't want another open world game i was and that was it that was was my on the exact opposite spectrum because you you were sold on this well because i also realized like i like god of war but i wasn't i didn't really the combat was maybe one of my least favorite aspects of it i like oh really I liked a lot of the finishing move style things, and we'll come back to that because that's probably one of my least favorite things about this new God of War. Mm-hmm. But I really liked that in the first three, there was a brutalness, there was a viciousness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea that we're changing the entire concept of this series. We're moving it yeah. to a new genre of storytelling. So we're also changing the gameplay. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, like, it could have fucking fallen on its face. It could have failed. And Bomberman, I don't think it did. Act yeah. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it did at all. I think it was a great change narratively and gameplay wise. It really helped separate it and bring it into a new era. And I'm sure we will have some disagreements. Uh, here's the thing. I thought when I started playing this game uh, that I was going to be just the complete antithesis of your opinion and I suck with it and I'm not anymore. Um, I, I really struggled with this game to start off with because I did not find the combat system super intuitive. Um, I did not like kind of the multi the multi-management of like, I have to keep track of my axe and then there's shield people that you have to do. And then some people you have to like use no axe and just your bare fists. And the game I thought started off really well and it kind of eases you into this. And then just on the turn of a dime after like that first fight with Balder, they're just like, here's four different types all in the same grouping and go now. Whereas the game kind of felt like it was Step one, we're going to do this and we're going to step two, step three. And then after that Balder fight, I felt like it went to step six. Like it just skipped some steps. And the difficulty was kind of hard. And like it was it was a fight where I think two big like troll things break through a wall. Um, and it's really, really early on. So they're not the troll things, but I know they're, they're the They're not the biggest, ones with the big pillars, but they're the, they're the second ones that you can the, ride and yes. punch. Okay. Yeah, you get yeah, two yeah. of those, and then you get like a bunch of minions, and and I think they were ogres. Yeah, they yeah. were the ogres. Yeah, two ogres, and the, or no, it's sorry, it starts off as one ogre, and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this, I'm a badass, and then two ogres, and then minions come out right after you eat that first one, and I just, I, I, that's where I had to cut my teeth, like I just had to keep going over and over again. Until I kind of memorized the control layout, which was super unintuitive to me. Um, it is something I got better at, but like there are still times like I went to fucking shield and what I would think would be the R2 button 
is not. The R2 is like the aim for throwing your axe or swinging your blades. And you need to press, yeah. sorry, not R, sorry, L. Um, You're supposed to press L1. And for me, it feels more natural on the L2. And the controller layouts and the options didn't accommodate that. They have three options that are pretty much the same and don't really accommodate different titles play. And it wasn't until you're like, Ryan, it's the same layout as Dark Souls, is when I was like, I got to think about this game completely fucking differently. And I did, and I was finally able to start getting it, but there were still those frustrations throughout. Not nearly as much as in like that that 30-minute chunk in the middle where I was sure. about ready to quit God of War. Uh, I got it when it came out on 420, uh, played that weekend, and got to that point, and then I did not play again for two weeks. And this is why the review so long, because the game just fucking pissed me off. Uh, I was butting my head against the controls. But it does even out. And that's kind of... I don't... I wouldn't say it's for the better. And this is where I kind of maybe disagree. I just think it's different. And I don't think it needed to be different. Um, It works fine for the people who are getting into it. And, like, I'm glad Micah said something, too. Because Micah said he was also having issues with the control. Yeah. Because I felt like I was, like, the one person on the internet who was not, like head over heels with this game immediately right away and who wasn't like clicking with the system. But when it did, I was finally able to start getting into the story. And I do think the story is better, definitely better than the previous games. Uh, because so it glad actually, to hear that. It yeah. has a story. It's so much um, fucking better. But I still don't think it's perfect. And I still think there are issues. And I we can too. talk about that. I but too. I also see a lot of people being very hyperbolic and saying... One of the best stories you'll ever play in a video game. I'm like, bullshit. I mean, like, I can even say last year, like, Horizon had a better story. Near Automata had a better story. Like, I can think of better stories. This so, is just very good compared to what God of War was. I want to break down pretty much everything that you have gone Please. through <laughs> in, this, in this rant of yours. Yes. So, number one, I do see how the combat can be dis connected and disconcerting especially to a longtime god of war fan mm-hmm. i feel i had a much easier time adapting to it being such a big dark souls and bloodborne fan yes and you are probably much better and like more intimately involved with this controls like they probably come to you much more intuitively that said i also found myself dying quite a lot okay the game is also difficult it is very hard mm-hmm. um even on the normal setting, it it, it throws challenges at you, mm-hmm. and it's the Dark Souls of Tomb Raider and Uncharted games. I hate, I hate using <laughs> that fucking reference, but it does really, honestly I, apply here because I think of this, this is, combat yeah, style. This is one of the times where it's apt because you you kept wanting to hit L two for a block when it's L one, which is the way that it is in all Dark Souls, and if you you double tap that, that that gives you your parry which is similar mm-hmm. to a Dark Souls. I don't know, man. Like, for some reason, every aspect of this game really fucking clicked for me. I was 100% involved. And I love, I mean, as we know, if people look, I fucking platinum this game like two weeks after it came out. Yeah, real quick. I played the <laughs> fuck out of this game. I was super hooked. I yeah. really, really enjoyed everything about it. And I will confidently say, easily right now, this is my game of the year, 2018. 
I fucking love the narrative. I do have my problems with it too, which we mm-hmm. will get into. But I love what it was doing. I love Mimir as a character. I who, do too. Who is stuck in a tree when you meet him. And he is cursed by Odin to be stuck in this tree forever. And so what is Kratos's solution to this problem? He fucking cuts his head off real quickly. Just, there's like, there's no thought or pretense. Like, well, let's talk this out. He's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting your head <laughs> off now. Uh-huh. And he cuts his head off and Mimir is dead. He, he that doesn't, it's he just doesn't, just, he doesn't continue to talk to you. He has to then take that head to Freya, this mm-hmm. witch that you meet and hope that she can animate this fucking disembodied head, which luckily she can. And then you wear Mimir on your belt for the rest of the game. Uh, he's a la lollipop chainsaw? Yes, he's a very <laughs> quippy, but he's much more quippy and sarcastic and also has much more knowledge than yeah. Juliet's boyfriend. He's, because he's like, he, anytime you get into the boat, he'll tell like a story of war in the past. That's such a fucking also great aspect mm-hmm. is because uh, the boy wants to connect with his father and... So Mimir is telling these stories, and the boy constantly wants to hear stories from Kratos about Kratos' past. Mm-hmm. Kratos' stories are so fucking cut and dry. Like, he tells the story of the turtle and the hare. He's like, a rabbit and a tortoise had a race, and the tortoise won through determination. And that's it. And yeah. it's like, that's literally it. That's all. It's like a three-line story. Yeah. When it's this fucking fantastically involved Aesop's fable from Greek mythology... And Kratos cuts it down to like three sentences. It's this, it's this great encapsulation of Kratos this, and this this different backdrop of like narrative and story. And like Kratos doesn't care about this bullshit. It's true, and I think that's one of the story's greatest strengths. Is as it goes along, like this is like the running joke, and then they finally paid off at the end of the game when like he actually tells a good story for once about how Atreus gets be, his name. Yeah, and and so. I I'm I'm with you. I think the story is very very good. Like it, it does, it does things and pays off. Um, I think Freya is also a fantastic character in her own right, and her arc is very very interesting and shadows what could be a potentially great arc going forward. Yes, which I would be very interested in seeing. So that's one thing that you mentioned too. Even Balder as like kind of like a one note villain, like. Dude, he kind of struck me like, and you've seen Lost, so I actually have this to talk to somebody. Like, Daniel Faraday, like, he kind of reminds me of Daniel Faraday, the scientist that kind of loses his mind. Like, he's this weird, broken character, and and it works, and it shouldn't, because they don't really give him a lot of screen time. Like, you see him a few, you fight him a few times. You see him in hell briefly, and you kind of get some of his backstory real well, quickly you through out the ghosts. The Freya and his, yeah. is his mother. Yeah, and then it's really just like that ending set piece that kind of nails the that that mother son fucked up bond between them, and it works because of the writing, because of the performances, yes. because of everything. Like it, it really sings. I love the fact, like, so for real, and I I mentioned this to you, like. That first fucking fight with Balder is one of the most epic things I've ever done in any video game ever. It is. It's so fucking 
great. And that happens within like the first hour of this game. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is like, and you're kicking each other's ass all over this fucking open plane and slamming each other into mountains. It's very Dragon Ball Z. At one point, you fight him on a dragon, you which do? is fucking thrilling. He is the big bad of the game. And that's one of the things I think is weird. Not necessarily bad, but just weird and screams. This is the beginning of a trilogy. So this because is... Okay. He's, he's the big bad, but he's like, he's C-list Norse so God. This right? is what <laughs> really kind of turned me off on the game. Not turned me off, but this was my first big complaint. This entire game does nothing of talking about Balder, and it spends its entire yeah. fucking instance from beginning to end talking about Thor, Thor. and talking about Odin. And Hint, neither of these fucking Thor's characters... Thor is going to be God of War 2, and Odin will be in God of War 3. And they are the never fucking mentioned. And mm-hmm. I... I, th- Dude, I thought so fucking hard. Like, this, yeah. this was going to be a fight that is set up for this game. And it's not. It's sequel bait, when, which is what at, I have a problem with. At what point did you figure out they weren't going to do this? Dude, literally, I didn't know that it wasn't going to happen till the game ended. See, as soon as I got into hell <clears throat> and I saw the ghost around and Balder and like his mother figure, I was like, oh, he's just going to be the big bad. See, I, I, see. I wasn't expecting. Here's what I thought was happening. So, and this is spoilers for the complete end of the game. So, you finally take kratos's wife and atreus's mother to the Mm -hmm. mountaintop and you drop the ashes out and it has this great vista of this like all these valley of the giants yes and all these mountains and all this shit and even mimir is talking the whole time like i think odin's using you because he wants to get into jotunheim and i thought when they do this big epic vista i was like this is where thor is going to come in and fucking punch me in the oh face. Oh my! Yeah, and we're gonna have this big fight, and it doesn't happen. Oh, that would have been real cool, uh, right? That's about when like the credits start. And yes, they did like a Donkey Kong Country where like the credits start, and then Thor comes in. And you have like one final fucking fight. That would have been amazing. That's what I thought was happening. I thought we were setting this all uh, up for this big showdown, and it. And I'm not mad. It's my but, expectations, but exactly still, like. That they game, are setting this whole fucking thing up. Leads you into yes. thinking. They put such importance on Thor and, and Odin. Odin. They don't put any importance into Balder. No, they, they don't. No, they just they constantly. It'd be Even, like playing Arkham Asylum or something, and they keep talking about the Joker. Then you don't fucking fight the Joker. Even, you just fight Harley Quinn, and they're like, maybe next game. Balder's two fucking henchmen are Thor's kids. They're his nephew. They, yeah. Even that is tied into Thor. Everything is leading to a Thor showdown, mm-hmm. and you don't get it. And I guess I'm excited because, number one, this game did fantastically well sales-wise. We yep. are going to get a sequel, mm-hmm. and I know Thor will be in there, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Because I'm calling it. Thor is going to be the final boss of the next one, and then the last one will be Odin. They're going to do another trilogy. Which is great. They've laid it out. That's, that's, that, I'm fine with it. At some I was point just, in there, you'll fight Freya. I but thought, then she'll turn again. I thought they were going to show up at least at some point in the first one, but they are mm-hmm. just literally referred to. Well, there is a secret ending where uh, the boy, Atreus, has a dream vision of Thor. Oh. Where uh, you're in your house. Nightmare happens. Big thunderbolt cracks down and you see like a stranger outside they go out 
and you don't I don't think you hear him or anything, but like he flips his cape in almost like a wild wild west way. And where you would see a typical gun or a six shooter, it's the hammer. All right, so I platinum this game. I didn't know this was a thing. Did you ever go back to your house and rest after the end of the game? I went back to the house and got all the secrets that I missed, but I never rested. So I think that might be what triggers it. I looked it up on YouTube when I when I finished. I guess I'm going to at this point too, Mm because I'd like to see that because I thought I had done everything. Yeah, but there's Um, like a very very little hint, but it's like that that Marvel little after credit singer, but. Also, it'd be like if I went to see, like, I don't know, Infinity War, and there was no Thanos the entire time, but they're like, Thanos is coming, and then there's a <laughs> teaser at the end for Thanos, I'd be like, fuck you, why yeah. are you, what? No, you blew yeah. it. This was, yeah. So, detached from that big complaint, which I do you. have to. I'm with you with that one. Overall, what did you think of God of War set in a semi-open world environment? Um, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was handled very, very fine. Um, I think it's a little clunky at times when it comes to exploring and setting boundaries and locking off. And I think there are um some some narrative inconsistencies. Um, specifically when the boy falls ill at one point. Um, I immediately thought in my head, like, let's go to Freya. We'll fucking figure this out. So I go to Freya. And this is after you've already told me, hey, Ryan, don't listen to the compass. The compass is shit because the compass is fucking broken. In this it, game. Is. It, it is. It, it does not work worth a damn. The waypoint system is really bad. It is. It is bad. It is just bad. It is a point of the gameplay that is just broken. It, it doesn't work properly. But so so I intuitively was like, I will follow my own course. I'm not going to listen to the compass. I'll just go wherever, wherever I want. I'll explore and let the story kind of naturally unfold. So your boy falls ill. You've been in touch with Freya the White Witch like several times. She's the one who kind of knows things and heals things. And uh, I think Mimir even says like, I think Freya can help or something. We need to get the boy to the witch. Yes. So I go to Freya. I can't go to fucking Freya. The door is locked. I can't go in. So I look at my compass and my waypoint. I go to my waypoint, which I think is like that Norse uh, hub uh, that leads into Yggdrasil and all the realms. So I have to fucking float in my boat all the way back there, go there to the checkpoint. I actually think it's in Brock's shop. You have to fucking talk to Brock or something. And the Brock's like, I think you need to see the witch. Uh. And then I had to backtrack again to go see the witch. And it's like these little weird kind of technical hiccups like... The story treats you like an, not like the story treats you, but the game treats you like an idiot. Like you have to go through certain hoops when if you're paying attention, it feels like you should be able to just kind of like intuitively get there. Like there were a few of those hiccups that didn't quite work. Um, Again, I think, I think the compass is fucking broken and it, it, it makes it kind of hard. Like I can't tell you how many times I got turned around trying to find Valkyries because you put it on the waypoint and you transport somewhere and the compass tells you one way until you hit a door or something and then it'll tell you like a complete different way. So it will throw you off and it doesn't... This is actually exciting that you fought the Valkyries. I didn't fight all of them. Yeah. I fought three or four of them. Um, I fought all And I'm really bridges. enjoying them. That's I, my favorite part of this I'm game. I'm still going to keep at it. Except for the fucking last one. 
I've definitely not gone that far. Um, but so, so far, they've been very different. Like each yeah, one fights really very cool. differently. I, I, it's neat. It's so almost spoiler like alert, Mega like, Man Three. You fight <laughs> the eight, and then when you fight the eight, you go and fight the queen, the ninth one. Do you fight them all at the same time, or in order? One, two, three, four, it five. It doesn't. Six, seven, it eight. doesn't matter what order you do them in. Oh, just when you sneak them on the map. Not yes. the final boss fight is you had to fight them all again. Correct. Oh, okay. So you, you beat all eight of them. I thought you were saying boss rush. I was you like, go I'm back to where they're that. at, and you once you fought all eight, okay. the ninth one comes out, and she's a fucking bitch. That is the hardest thing I've literally ever done, I think, in any video game ever. She is Oof. so tough, man, because she does... All moves of all eight of the Valkyries. So there's no prediction. And she can drop them at the instant. And so it there is still some slight, like Ooh. there's some pattern memorization, but fuck, it's so you much harder really than quick. all of them. It's literally the hardest thing I've ever done, I think. I it, could see that. It took a lot of fucking... I could see that. I fought her so many times, like, because that was the last trophy I needed to platinum this. Uh-huh. And I think I spent like a good half a day sitting in that chair just Damn. fighting her and dying yeah i would have given and up coming back and being like all right so <laughs> it's one of those things where like you get oh, i got a third of her health off that's pretty good let's try to get better than that and then like the next four fights you don't even get the third of the health off and you're like fuck i've done this i know i can do it <laughs> so you're just fighting to get to half her health and then you're just learning things, and eventually you you, you do get it. But yeah. man, it is a, such a trial by there's error. There's a so. there's a learning process to yes. all the fights. Um, but but speaking to the open world, bec- those are those are my critiques. Yeah, because I I do want to be positive. Um, I don't want to hold all the hand all all my cards too close. I really like God of War. I really like it a lot. And yes. it's probably it if it's it's going to be in my top five, maybe towards the bottom. It might get edged out because there are apparently a lot of great games coming out this year, but it's it's in contention. Mm-hmm. I I don't dislike it. Um, I disliked it at first, but but I I I really admired where it went. But speaking to the open world, I think the things they do well. I think the puzzles are fucking really good and yeah. really fascinating and interesting. That's always in been a very Zelda like way. One of the things I've always really liked about the God of War series is that. It has puzzles, and the puzzles can be challenging, mm-hmm. but you never feel dumb for sol- for not solving sure. them, and you don't feel super smart for figuring them out. You're always like, oh, yeah, of course. I see. I would say the puzzles in the first three God of War games are for dummies, and if They're you can't figure them like, out, you're a dummy. Pull this thing over here and put it right here. This one, there's a lot of there's logistics. There's a lot of more. There's, so it, it plays a lot with the axe and the does. axe mechanics and the fact that it it makes you think. So it's a lot more than you're giving it credit for. It's a lot yeah. like that. I have a boat and on this side are a dog and an alligator and I have to get the one dog over. over but, and, yeah, yeah. But the alligator will eat the dog if it's alone. There are some puzzles where you're like, well, I've got to shoot the blades of chaos and grab that time orb within 10 seconds and then put it into this thing to get it up so then I can move it into here. And then I have to use my axe to flip a switch at the exact same moment. So there is like a lot of like multitasking and juggling of things with these puzzles. And it's surprising that, yes, there are a lot of things to do in combat. But puzzle-wise, there's really only three things ever do or four. Like there's not too many. 
but they always seem to make it feel very fresh and yeah. interesting for each one enough so like this is one of the few games i would go back and i would like seek out all the puzzles and do it because it felt them, new and interesting and each they're time. a lot of fun yeah so i think that's like a huge boost for the the exploring i just think the map's clunky um, and they didn't work that out well I think maybe I I understood what the map was doing early mm. enough to be able. To, I I get what you're saying. Like you know, if they just put in a giant fucking beam, and all I know, a lot of people don't like that because it breaks the universe or the storytelling. Oh, like where you you yes. like put a waypoint. If, if I put a waypoint yeah. on my map, just make a beam. So make make yeah. it a little bit easier. Yeah, I think God of War is. I know what it's trying to do. I think it's a little bit too obscured and a little bit too mm-hmm. hard to navigate. If they just made that a little bit more accessible, I would have been much happier with the open world. I that, wanna, that's it. I want to talk about the combat. Yes. I and then get into this. we will go back to Atreus. Sure. Because I've got more issues on him. So I think in my personal opinion... I have never felt more powerful or badass in a game than in God of War. And I think a lot of that does lend its credence to the combat. The combat is, it adopts the over-the-shoulder style, similar to Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it even has that quick turn, that 180 yeah. turn, just like that. Um, <laughs> For real, one of the fucking greatest things, man, is when you throw that axe... And when you press triangle and Kratos holds that hand out and every time that axe slams into your hand, it's such a fucking great feeling. Like, yeah, I've never had that feeling in a video game and it feels fucking awesome every time. I don't know. Like agreed. There had to have been hundreds of hours like put into that fucking like gameplay style alone just to make it feel that good. Yeah, and it's kudos. the the animation, the sound, the rumble, everything just the works just, together perfectly. Oh my god. I'm with you. I would say it even it even transcends into like the secondary moves. Like there's that I think you hold R2 and then you have like that wind up and then he like fucking digs into somebody. Yeah. Like that's satisfying. Like That's a really great move and I use that a lot. Spoiler, you get the Blades of Chaos, which is, I think, fantastic and a great right, throwback. So I, I didn't want to get into this and yet. And even but that's yes. fucking fantastic, and that Holy feels great. Holy fuck. So I thought this, with being a new mm-hmm. God of War story in a new era, like, we understand where Kratos is and where he's from, mm-hmm. but we're moving in a new direction. That's why we have this new weapon, the axe. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm really on board with mm-hmm. all of this. I did not see the Blades of Chaos coming from a mile away. Like, I was completely caught off guard. I maybe got spoiled because I gave up on this game. And then I was like, I I had to read and watch some reviews. And I had that spoiled. And that was one of the things I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe if they come back at some point, I'll dig the combat system. When it fucking comes back, like, I was like, holy fuck. Because I thought I was nearing the end. And no, when that no. happened, I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Like, we are just really getting into the fucking meat of this I think game. it's like the halfway it point. It is the halfway. Yeah. I almost guarantee mm-hmm. it's like the halfway point. We get the fucking Blades of Chaos back. Mm-hmm. And that adds a whole new aspect of fucking combat in. Yeah. And it blew me away. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to ask just real quick. After you got them, what did you find yourself using more? The blades or the axe? Oh, the blades. 
Really? 100% the blades. Um, Everybody I've talked to has said the blades. I'm surprised. Me. I figured I would have been like the weird one out because that's I been was my... the axe guy from fucking start to finish. I mean, you still definitely have to use the axe at times, but yeah, if it's if it's random group of enemies, I'm using the blades of chaos because they just area damage. It well, just it's easier. I had a lot of axe skills that I kept that did a lot of area damage. See, I saved up a lot of XP because I yeah. knew blades were coming and that's I just oh, dumped okay. all of it in right away. So, what I really liked doing was I would throw the blade or the axe at an enemy, switch to the blades yeah. and fuck shit up yeah. and then call that axe back and just dude, it was so much fun to fight in yeah. this game. And you've I got those looking, like, special R1, R2s yeah. attack too. So like it makes sense to like hit them with your fucking frost attacks and then switch and then hit them with your fire and just keep going back and forth. I don't think there's ever been another game where I experimented with combat more. So like what I mean by that and like mm-hmm. Devil May Cry, you, you find yeah. the, the certain combo that works for you and you go to that combo. And that takes place yeah. in a lot of these games. And like a Bayonetta... It's sort of a button mash because you don't mm-hmm. really know when each move is hitting and you know what the moves are doing, but you're like, ah, da, da, I'm A-X-X-A-A-A. And this one, I was like, oh, what if I throw this axe and then I'm Blade of Chaosing, twisting, and then I'm over here and then I'm going to call this axe back and do this special axe callback slam spell here. And like, dude, there's oh, so many things I was shit. doing. You know, I was like, I... Just, I, I'm one, I'm with you, but in the back of my head, I was like, there's a game I just played recently that did that. Darksiders. Oh, okay. Darksiders did that too. And Darksiders so, made me switch up my combat style because they funny. do the same thing where there's like groups of enemies that can only take a certain d- weapon. And then this one has to do this certain way. And this one is only with your pistols. Brooks, longtime fan of the show, also was yelling at me recently telling me, hey, dumbass. Darksiders is pretty good. So it's got the same difficulty of God of War. It's I'm the same thing, say, just lower production. I'm gonna say I'm gonna play Darksiders. Yeah. We're gonna do a Darksiders episode in 2018. Shit, it's happening. Just wait for it to drop on sale. It it pops up for like five dollars. Sale's coming so up. So cheap. It's yeah. coming up, baby. I'm gonna get it. It's it's worth it. It's on the wish list. It I more than any other game we've talked about on this episode that I felt like this has the DNA from it's Darksiders because Darksiders felt like a mix of Zelda and spoiler like a con- it's I've got interesting. I've got both Darksiders on my wish list. So yeah, I've not played the second one yet, so I don't know there, but the first one I just played through and it's really good. Very similar. Um, I don't know where else. So man, I, I mean, let's talk about some set piece shit here. In oh God shit. Okay. All right, because there are some big fucking set pieces that only escalate. So, I think the f- very first one is obviously it's Balder, Balder. Mm-hmm. and we don't we only know him as the stranger at this point, and we know that he has all these strange markings on his body. Mm-hmm. And then, spoiler alert, we find out this is actually sort of a blessing slash curse from Freya, because he is Freya's son, mm-hmm. and Freya wished that no harm would ever come to her baby boy, so she cursed him with his ability to not feel pain and to not die. He's essentially the Bond villain from The World Is Not Enough. Sure. Except he doesn't have diamonds in his face. Oh, is yeah. that the same one? No, that's a different one. Yeah. Uh, was, he's, Robert Carlyle he's, in The Submarine. He's kind of almost oh, like a, a doomsday type character where like, 
Oh, no, no matter how you try, he comes back and he mm-hmm. almost seems to come back stronger. Yeah. Each time, which technically is kind of Kratos's thing too. Kratos, I think probably why I like Kratos, he's very similar to the Hulk where like even when you beat him down, he just gets mad and then he gets that Spartan rage yeah. and then he just comes back harder. And I mean, it's the, the same thing with Goku, too, right? Because sure. he gets beaten down, and then his hair goes gold, and then, like, oh, he's powerful. There's it's more going bullshit. on with Goku there. I don't know. I think those Goku's are all at least prophesized like to Deus be. Ex Machina's. It's it's, it is bullshitty. a bit. Sure. It's bullshitty. But I one like... thing I thought was cool in that first fight with Balder was um, you see Kratos heal yeah. really for the first time, like, ever. Like it's when the first you time Spartan you kind of rage, see him as a kind god. of, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, yeah, and his like wounds start to heal over, and like he looks whole again. I'm like, oh, they've like they addressed that. Like you get the shit kicked out of you so many times in the previous well, games, and you're none the worse for wear. And I mean, well, I like too is that he still has these scars from these big things that have happened to him. He has this big mm-hmm. scar in his abdomen. I like this one over his eye. Yeah. And of course, yeah, the, of course the ones the where the, the chains from the Blade of Chaos, he, he keeps yeah. those wrapped up. Um, I think it's it's a great visual storytelling aspect of mm-hmm. the, the pains and the trials that this man has gone through. And the, the bonus, like, he's a fucking god. He's the son of Zeus, like, one of the most powerful beings ever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he killed Zeus, so he would technically be more powerful than Zeus. That's some pretty fucking heavy shit, man. Oh, for sure. So I know you you said you wanted to get on to Atreus. What do you what do you want to talk about with Atreus? Or should I say Loki? All right. So that's the big twist at the end of the game. Uh you you bring the mother's ashes up to the temple of the giants. Uh the boy sees all the stuff that happened in the game on the wall. He's like, they predicted what would happen. She wanted that to come here. That was a here. really cool thing, too. Yeah. Mother yeah. was a giant. You figure out. She was out a frost giant. Which you yeah. thought she was just immortal, but she was a frost which giant. Which is the ancient arch rival yeah. to the gods of Norse mythology. Uh-huh. And then the name she would have had for him, or the people the frost giants had for him, was Loki. Mm-hmm. And I thought that with the story of Atreus and how he got the name, then he's like, well... That's kind of silly. I'm glad we went with Atreus instead. Yeah. I thought that was all very clever. Yeah. I hated this fucking kid. I did not like him. I would I I I just found him kind of annoying. I did not And this is maybe where I'm kind of kept back from loving this game like a lot of people are. I did not particularly find Kratos and his sons connection and bonding endearing until probably too late to care it Mm -hmm. wasn't until like i started to get into it when you get the hints that he's a god and then kratos says you're a god and then he takes a comical 180 degree twist into fucking villain for an hour for no fucking reason that part was really dumb and then like my bullshit radar was like super fucking high and then it wasn't until after, like, he kind of reverted back and became accustomed that I got into it. And then I was like, well, shit, this is, like, the last 20% of the game. So, like, I was kept at, like, arm's length from this kid for most of the game. Maybe that's the intention. Because if this is the supposed trilogy and they're going to do more, this is the working base. But, like, I felt annoyed with this kid for most of the time. I didn't particularly like his cute jokes or whimsy. 
Um, and I thought Kratos was just needless, needlessly dicky. He was a huge dick to this kid. Like, to the point of being, like, a ridiculous caricature. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it worked, and his, like, abruptness and short answers, like, caught me and made me laugh. But, like, they kind of subvert expectations, which I love at the end. Uh, because I really, when this was pitched at E3 many, many years ago, I was like, great i see this coming you're just gonna kill the fucking kid or kratos is gonna die and it's gonna be this big stupid sappy play they don't do that no and luckily so because i think if they tried to which they kind of hint at and tease at the end fight where he gets punched real hard in the chest and he's like i'm okay i'm okay <gasps> not my blood i think that's like a great moment but if they went serious there I was ready to not give a shit at all. Like, I was not going to feel a fucking thing if he was to die. Now, that said, in future sequels, they can work on him. And they can maybe get him to that point where I will care. But if something were to happen with his character in this game, I would not have cared. It's crazy because on the complete opposite spectrum, I really liked Atreus. And I really kind of identified with him, even though I'm playing as Kratos, like... Mm -hmm. All this kid wants is his dad to like, oh yeah, recognize him and give him like come into his world. And the only thing Kratos does is either completely lock him out or tell him if you yeah. want anything, you have to come into my world. And the kid, I mean, he's a kid, and like, I mean, call it what you will, because I'm a factor of a broken home, but I kind of identify with sure. this fact of like. Wanting your dad's respect and not yeah. really getting it because you're a completely different thing from your father. Like, mm -hmm. he never understands you. And at the same time, you don't really understand him. I do. Dude, I identify I with that, too. You met my dad. Yeah. We are the fucking. Yeah. Our, our, our shared interest. There's a fucking chasm yeah. between like we don't have a lot in common. I was more than ready to be teed up for this. I think Kratos is so comically like the not giving a shit bad dad. And I think and like, I think it bleeds into the Atreus stuff. I, I get I get the narrative reasons why. But again, I think similar to a complaint that you and I have, a lot of it is for needless bloat. Like, sure. A lot of the aspects in the first third of this game could have been solved immediately if Kratos like, hey, man, I'm a god. You're that a god too. You're part god. That's the way it is. And I, I like the aspect of like the reason that his kid is sick in the first half is because all it is is he doesn't know that he's a god. I hate that. I like that. That's that like that's not even like a uh and I'll I'll I want you to talk more on why you like it. Uh that's one of the things like I don't know, I don't really like that in the game. This is one of the things I think is just bad writing. I, I that agree. he yeah. made up a sickness that is like hurting him. He's bleeding all because of a subconscious desire to understand what he is. Horseshit. That is I don't some think it was that. M. Night Shyamalan yeah. fucking bullshit. Maybe, writing. I don't know if I would call it so much subconscious, but it's the fact that he doesn't realize that he's greater than what he is. And that's what is making him sick. And Kratos can't bring himself mm. to accept what he is at this point. And, until it puts enough yeah. suffering on his son because as we like Kratos will endure endless amounts of suffering because he's very stone-hearted mm -hmm. and cold and resistant and the fact that he has something that he cares about 
enough to the point that it makes him take sure. that step and open up yeah to when he's never like Kratos opening up is not a thing in any of the other God of Wars it is a stone-hearted yeah. cold unforgiving bastard in every fucking game true after he lost his his exactly. his daughter and wife or which happens wife pre anything in god of war but you think he'd be able to maybe tap back into those emotions like he's not dead forever but even if he is that's fine um my issue is still like that is strong enough as a metaphor like that's i'm with you like thematically that all works kratos being unable to cope with being a god because he hates gods. Yeah. That works as a metaphor and thematically. We don't need like him to literally be sick. Like you can I you can I, be smarter yeah. than this game. That I also is like, don't get why uh, film school one oh one showing yeah. it it just seems dumb kind of for like a game that and is then, really smart in many other aspects. I, I didn't have it as I didn't have a problem with yeah. that aspect of it. I did have a problem when he does find out and he does do this complete 180 of a character. Yeah. I thought that was the only point in this game when I did story over exploring because you wanted to be done with it. Yeah, him. I was like this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like this- I was actively rooting for the kid's death during that scene. Yeah. Like good, I hope he fucking dies. Like I'm tired of him. Although because I did he like becomes a little this- shithead. I did like the scene when he just uh ruthlessly fucking slits that one dude's throat who's Thor's oh kid. yeah yeah that part was badass he's like what we don't care we're gods right wait it just makes no sense narratively yeah because like this kid struggled with killing a deer yeah and then five hours later because this all takes place essentially in real time five to ten hours later uh completely okay with killing any th- a fucking person because I'm a god. I can do whatever I want. It, it makes no... It just... I don't know. It, it's needless conflict. It is conflict because we didn't know what else to do story-wise with these two characters after hell. That's like... That's it. And I... It, it just... Again, it seemed like a cop-out. It just <laughs> seems a little cop-outy. So... That was really know. my only big complaint with this game. But and luckily for me at least it was it was very short lived. Yeah, it is only an hour. Like it really is. If you and just I, do the missions, sort of, it pops out. I sort of get like, I mean, narratively it's just weird because you're doing this whole father son relationship in like an eight hour time frame. Well, then why why rush through the father son arc if you're gonna do a trilogy and you're not gonna rush through Odin and Thor, right? Yeah. Like if you're gonna if you're planning on these other games. Why not have him be like conflicted with being a god in mortality and killing in the second game and then have like a redemptive third? Why are you going to rush like and I'll be tell you why gamers don't fucking care because gamers don't care about story or narrative. They just want to beat shit up that. And I I wonder if they didn't like, you know, it's a completely new direction for this yeah. series that has been a blockbuster. It's true. What if it's a flop? Yeah. Yeah. At least it's a, a succinct that's... story within itself. Okay. So. That's true. I wish they would have had more confidence in their storytelling then. I do too. Um, what, before we move on from characters, uh, Brock and what's the other dwarf's name? The pretty, Sindri. the white one. Sindri. Mm-hmm. What did you think about these two? I liked Brock for the most part. Okay. Because he's crass and just honest and Sindri's a little more just effeminate. 
Okay. Um, I like I like Brock. Yeah, I, I like really Brock too. did not find anything Sindri did funny. No. I hated his gagging on stuff yeah. jokes. Like anytime, like he had to deal with Mimir's head, and he was like, "I oh, uh, okay." Oh, uh, uh. it, it just seemed immature yeah. for a game that's dealing with like fucking weighty, heavy themes. It screams of we don't trust our audience. Eh. Let's give the dum dum something to laugh. I at. think it was more of just it's it's generic writing. Like you have Brock, the mm. cold hard one, then you have his That's counterpart true. who is Sindri, who just is the complete opposite. complete opposite. Yeah. So because Brock talks I, about fucking whore elves and it's true. I, I like that. Are too. these actual characters? I think like in in Greek mythology or Norse mythology. I don't know. I think to a degree. I don't know them familiarly, but okay. they are dwarves, and it is. Uh, you know, it's always been established in lore. I'm pretty sure that the dwarves built Thor's hammer. Okay. Monier, which is a sure. big aspect of these two characters and the reason they're helping okay. Kratos. I would give it more leniency <clears throat> if they were kind of antithesis in uh, the lore. Yeah. Because then that's you're just playing with what they've already set up. Yeah. But if they made up these two characters, which it felt like because it didn't feel like they had any importance or and significance behind them. Uh, it's a little cheap. I like I like the the dynamic between the two because Brock is very much more like do whatever, just get it. He's it's much more the id. Yeah, that's the reason his skin is blue because he was messing with things that he didn't understand and it permanently stained him. Mm-hmm. Things like that were cool. Sindri being the more uh, disconnected brother. I like it's the odd couple. It's Felix yes, and Oscar. It's very one much is the like odd clearly fastidious, like the Sheldon. I like how when the, they both get a hold of your weapons and they upgrade them. What I love about this game, and I hated it in earlier aspects, like physically things change. The axe oh, becomes more I wouldn't say I hated it, but it is a nice touch in this game. No, I, I love that about yeah. this game. I hate that in like older games. Like oh, no, in, I'm saying like I don't yeah. hate that. If no, a game doesn't physically like, show you changes, sure. I don't hate it. It's Fine. But like when you get a new sword, but it's really nice it's when cool they do to see it. that you yeah. get a new sword. And I'm talking like it's like why I like Diablo the series yeah. because you upgrade and your armor changes and like and like that's cool. SNES Final Fantasies, you get new armor, but you still look the same. I, the same thing with like hot take. I've never played a Final Fantasy on SNES. Yeah. Never will. They suck. Well, same thing <laughs> with Final Fantasies on Sony and stuff. Like your armor, you always are wearing the same thing. Your weapons oh, yes. can change. Oh, that's right. But. Uh, that's what I, it was like subtle things like the axe gets more elaborate and more mm-hmm. artistic as it gets better. And the same thing you can happens see with the, the sockets, blades. every gym, the sockets, or, uh, yeah. enchantment you and put in. There's you like gold see. etchings that start. And when you get it, it's like a fucking axe and it's, a wooden yeah. handle. You picked it up from like it. a pile of logs yes. somewhere, like so simple. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I love that it gets more elaborate. It's it's all these nice little narrative touches. You're, yeah. You have different armor styles that Kratos wears that change the way that he looks i love things that do that and mm-hmm. i love when games do in model cutscenes because you're still wearing those things yeah it, it just helps put you into this world more and god of war is crushing it at that so yeah i think another thing we haven't talked about that i think really deserves to be talked about speaking of kind of like not breaking the narrative uh at all is the the big thing about this game which is no cuts. It is one shot yeah. continuously. Yeah. Um, which is the first time a video game has done this. Uh, there's no loading screen. Uh, you can see kind of sometimes like the 
clever workarounds, much like Birdman. Like, you know where they cut, but it doesn't take you out of it ever. It's it's kind of maybe one of my complaints. So oh, I put a lot more time into this game than you did. So okay. one of the things that kind of gets old is when you fast travel, you do it on the roots of the Yggdrasil. Dude. That tree. is literally ripped from Darksiders. Yeah. They do that same really? thing with the loading. Yeah. You so, go into like a phantom realm of hell yeah, and walk okay. around until it loads. So that's exactly what's happening here. You're on the roots of the Yggdrasil mm -hmm. and you're just walking until a door magically appears. Spoiler yep. alert. You can just stand there. And it'll appear. And then yep. that, So that's what I, I would just pull up my phone and read something until I, because I had my headphones on until I heard the door pop in sound and then I moved. Sometimes it's quicker than others. Um. Sometimes I would rather have just had a fucking static loading screen. Really? I mean, because you're making me do pointless work for no, like, okay, so I'm walking. Sure. But I've seen this okay. fucking screen 50 times. I like, can see that. Yeah. Just, just get me there. I obviously yeah. want to get to this part of the map. I've told you that. I'm traveling there. Mm -hmm. Just fucking take me there. Yeah. It's a cool idea. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. But on if you're getting into really deep playthroughs it becomes a little annoying so, i can see that it's a small minor complaint though and no no i, at I least, think it's right at least it works narratively within the game I will yeah say yeah if you if you just do the straight missions you only have to go into that place like maybe two or three times mm -hmm. not too many but mm, Jumping around to the Valkyrie stuff and some of the extras after the game i also too is like this is kind of bullshitty yeah and it's kind of a waste yeah. like you can break the immersion i'm done with the game now thank you exactly let me turn it off just or let me something. do this shit yeah yeah like that's maybe just have the whole story go through and then the open world opens up when you're done and then you can kind of go into it and revisit things and then you can just have a quick waypoint load screen jump in and out i don't want to go into that fucking blue donut circle again mm -hmm. like it's fine yeah. i'm with you there i'm with you there um, I don't know. Maybe if there's some variation in that, yeah. And that's that's my big. But cinematically, like, yeah, the that I think that makes the the set pieces and the big fights like much more impressive than anything in the previous God of War games. Yes. Um, but I I would also say that that is another complaint I have, and it it really sounds ooh, like I've I've shit no, no, on no. this game a lot. What is but it? But for real, I would like to reemphasize this is my fucking game of this year so far. But like so. Every fucking troll that you kill, you kill in the exact same way. Not only that, uh, so just even aesthetically, it's yeah. fucking boring, but it literally is the same mini boss over and over and over and over and over again, except this time he's on fire, this time he's on ice, this time yeah. he has that green weird hell glow. Yeah. Like, it's bullshit. It is literally that joke from Grandma's Boy where they're like, can we just take the trolls from level three and put them into level seven, but, but just, give them brown? Yeah, like, exactly. It's so lazy. And again, like, it's not bad. It's not bad. No. But it is noticeable in a game where all the other fucking standards are so high. And when you fight that they nine of those goddamn this. dudes yeah. and they're a big fucking fight that you do every time. Yeah. When every time you run up them and grab their own stone and pull it down on their head, you see yep. it every fucking time. Like, it's the first mini boss and you're going to fight them at least no shit, probably two dozen more times. And like, why couldn't you have different ones where like you jump on his head and yeah. pull his jaw apart or yeah. like maybe you throw him up in the air and you pull his head pull him from his head down yeah. onto his stone and pull that through his body. 
mm-hmm. give us some variation, man. Yep. And that's yep. that's one of my big like. I'd argue I hope a lot of the enemy design in this one is a lot of repetition. Yeah, and uh, I wonder if they, that's like budget and time constraint. Yeah, it, it was a completely new game for this team. Yeah, and I hope that like I wish they kind of the would have held it till November, release it during the holiday season, and put like five more enemies or something in there. Do three or four different animations for yeah. the trolls. If you're gonna have them in there so many times, you're just calling attention to how repetitive it is that you see the same thing where well, and the axe them, down like, on the big pillar and even, squash them. Even the normal enemies that like are stunned and you do the circle moves too, there's like it depends on the enemy yeah. type what you're doing and yeah. I mean there's no variation there. It would have been cool. Yeah. You'll At twist least... around and throw a guy down and then stomp on his head if it's that one type. Yeah. And then that's what it is forever. At so guess what? Like, I stopped doing that R three move because Doom, it's boring. Like it, it's dependent on where you're facing the enemy at, yeah. what execution you're doing, which is cool. I think this. Yeah. I wish this would have had some variation that way. So yeah, you get some different ones. Okay, you're going to see the same ones, but you're not seeing the same one every fucking time. Doom. Also, I think it works because you're going so fast. Yeah, uh, you don't care about the repetition because you're tearing through motherfuckers so quickly. And that game is all about kineticism and you have to move around to kind of heal and get into the shit. This game being so kind of methodical in its combat, not necessarily a bad thing. Again, it just calls attention yeah. to the repetition. Ryan, I want to know, winding this down. Sure. On a scale of one to ten. Okay. Religious figures. Ah, okay. What would you rate God of War? <sighs> this is an interesting one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like anything that's not a 10 is going to be crucified by the people who like Fuck this game. people anyways. So I think it's like a solid seven okay. and a half out sure. of 10. Maybe even an eight. And really, like, if you would have asked me right after I finished the game, I'd been like, eight or nine because yeah. i think th- the game ends in a place that is much more sure-footed mm-hmm. than it starts off on and i think there is some game lengthening here and there that you can kind of see and some shortcuts taken but i think like the concept is there for them to really take it and make a god of war 2 that is one of my favorite games of maybe all time mm-hmm. um i think they just need to focus more on the characters and not do things for the sake of drama or twist Okay. Um, but like, I think it's a great starting point for a new franchise. I'm excited for where they go from here, and they've got me every game until they do something that's really bad. But they've they've got me. They've yeah. got me hooked. Good. So I'm excited for more. Um, it might pop up in my top five. I'm so we'll glad see. because when we first started talking, oh, I was really not a fan. You were not at all. Um, yeah, I I thought it was going to be Monster Hunter, and it's not, because I don't think I like Monster Monster Hunter. I can look back on it, it's like, yeah, I don't think I like it. Mm-hmm. I like God of War. I really like God of Good. War. I like it in spite of itself sometimes. I'm glad, because I also really like God of War. I know, sir. What would you give it out of 10 religious figures? So maybe I'm going to... I'm, I'm a lot higher than you. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Oh, I thought you might go for the perfect ten. It does have some some okay. some big things that I really detract me. Even though I enjoyed it, uh, I got tired of seeing that same troll animation because I killed every troll in this game. Yeah, uh, I and was. If, yeah, I was really upset that Thor or Odin don't even make an appearance. 
And yeah. I really didn't like the kids 180 for that hour and then like a 90 degree turn back to kind of splitting the difference. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, I loved everything in this game. And those were very minor complaints for me, but they're yeah. minor enough and big enough to keep it from a perfect 10. Okay. Still, though, this game is fucking awesome. A nine and a half for me is pretty fucking rare. And I fucking love this game. It's an almost perfect game, and I look forward to see what two brings us. Yeah, or me three. Too. So me I too. think if they're only refining from here, we're going to see some tens. So I think so. I mean, Uncharted, that first game, garbage. Yeah, I don't like that first Uncharted game, but they were able to take a really good foundation. Actually, that's not true. It's not really good. Uh, a, a they solid. were able to take a foundation. Yeah, a solid and really, foundation. At least. Really make a fucking house out of yeah. it. Yeah. Huh? And I, I, I see a similar... God of War is really good. I Uncharted compared God of War, this new one, to Uncharted to you at the beginning. I, I like, think that was a disservice. Maybe. Uh, because especially maybe Uncharted 4 and Uncharted. Lost Legacy, yeah. I think, really had some of the best characters and some story beats I've seen in games, period. I also really like Kratos with a beard. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a big fan of beards. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. He had a very nice He did have a nice beard. A very, and it was well. Did you notice in this game nobody fucking blinks? I did not. Man, nobody fucking blinks in this game. Especially hmm. Freya and Balder are some of the worst. Like anytime Freya is on screen, she never fucking blinks. And that's another thing. It's like you paid attention to all the details. Why don't nobody have eyeballs in this universe? Or, she I mean, had, eyelids. She had some hot, slutty eyeliner, though. I liked Frey, man. I, I would have banged Freya. I gotta say. Yeah. She was pretty okay. fucking hot. She was, she was rendered well. She yeah. was rendered well. She was doing it for me. I like the the w- tattoos, too. Yeah. Like, those I thought were fucking interesting and fascinating. So, anyways, man. God of War. I really liked it. I'm surprised and pleasantly enjoyable that you liked it, too. Cause yeah. When we first I really talking, liked it, yeah. Uh, I thought this was going to go a different mm-hmm. way. I thought it was going to be similar to Dr. Horrible, where uh, <laughs> I was really regretting this episode because yeah. I loved it. it was, I was prepared to come in here like Final Fantasy XV, Oof. just defending a game that I really enjoyed and you hated every aspect of. So No, uh, I think Final Fantasy... I'm glad Fa- it turned out this way. Final Fantasy, I think I ended up being on the not liking so much side. Oh, yeah. You I like God of War. I, I didn't... I did not hate Final okay. Fantasy 15. Okay. I do not. I think a lot of people are being very generous with probably some really big problems. Probably. Uh, and probably God of War is really, really good. Fantastic. You should buy it full price. There are people out there who are not Kyle Collins who are being very hyperbolic about yeah. this game yeah. and saying it is like it's Flawless, better than any Zelda game. Perfect. It's better than any like uh, uh-uh. it's not. It's not perfect, but it is. One of the best PlayStation 4 games you'll play. Yes. Flaws and all, it's still Absolutely. worthwhile. So, all right, guys. Well, that's it, man. I'm going to I'm gonna end it here. Uh, and just give a quick shout out to the fact that uh, we still have t-shirts. Oh, yeah. If if you want them, yeah, go check us out. Long. If you're on the fatter side, you're in luck. We got those sizes in spate. Wait, that's not no, true. We actually no, don't have. Sorry. Uh, fatos, you're out. Yeah, sorry. That's sorry. a thing people say, fatos. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What does Nelly call uh call ca- oh, Chumbo? Sorry, Chumbos. We've kind of like Chumbos better. That's we kind of underestimated the amount of Chumbos in our audience. 
Uh, I, I, <laughs> I sincerely apologize. But if enough other normies buy our shirts, <laughs> we can afford another pressing of the chumbo sizes. So, mm-hmm. hey, normies, come get your shirts. Check us out on Etsy. Uh, they're also bookmarked on all of our top pages on like Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, don't. You don't, you don't have to give us anything. It's true. We, we really sincerely appreciate that you just listen to us. It is. Drunken. Give us ramble. some questions. Yeah. Give us some questions. It's free. That's all you have to do. It's not Give free. It costs questions. a dollar. It's one dollar. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. It costs a dollar. Anyways, guys, I'm Kyle. A dollar is almost free. I'm Ryan. And <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>